Digital Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. So, having lived as a young man in central Illinois when I was going to school and then for several years after, uh, I would I would listen to St. Louis Cardinals broadcasts, usually when they were playing my beloved Cubbies and I couldn't get the uh, station out of Chicago. And I, I've been aware of Mike Shannon on the air for, gosh, forever. He's 82 years old. He's the St. Louis Cardinals He's play-by-play guy. Still the announcer at 82. Yeah, I know. And uh he had to read a promo the other night. I wish Positive Sean was here. Sean, I hope you're listening somewhere uh, because he's uh, he's talking about NFTs they were putting out. Michael. Now is your chance to come digital. You can bid now on one of the one-on-one uh, Bush Stadium NFT. What's NFT mean? Mike Claiborne, what's an NFT? No friggin' touchdowns. No. <laughs> no friggin' Consoles. Here's a strikeout number five. NFT stands for non-fungible token, a digital token that's a, a type of a cypro currency. Man, they have words in here I've never heard before. But unlike a standard coin in the uh, buy coin, uh, blockchain uh, NFT is a unique and can't be exchanged like for like uh, hence uh, non. Fungible. <laughs> online thing you can't sell. Well, I don't use the online, so that's why I don't know. <laughs> you can't give NFT copy to an 82-year-old <laughs> and wow. have an ad lib around it. You can't do that. Wow. He's still wow. sharper in the present, though, that, that come up with the no freaking touchdowns. Biden couldn't come up with stuff like that off the top of his head. Wow, that's chilling. Yeah, you're right. Mike Shannon, St. Louis Cardinal. <laughs> you know, we're going to lighten up a little bit this segment. Uh, and then, you know, back into the news of the day, of course. But speaking of uh, people on the air, so I see this story out of the Hollywood Reporter that uh, uh, James Corden is taking it hard online after his recent stunt. I'm like, okay, some people on Twitter said something bitchy. That's what Twitter is. But it got more and more interesting. So evidently what triggered this was he has these stunts, like the, the what do you call it, the carpool karaoke. Mm-hmm. And then he does something called crosswalk theater, crosswalk the musical. Okay, where he I don't know does that like one. A flash mob of people in a Broadway show or whatever, and they 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 jump into a crosswalk and they start performing the show and holding up traffic and people video and honk and whatever. He's so an amazingly talented dude. Yes, he is, Jack. But anyway, so we're gonna get to the butt. So people were all mad about that. And there's too much and blah blah blah. And then people started bashing him for uh, we will not forgive the UK for James Corden. Blah blah blah. And again, it's just standard issue Twitter snarkiness, right? Mm-hmm. London-born Corden seems to be experiencing a similar backlash he faced in the U.K. before he left for the U.S. in 2012. First to star on Broadway, they mentioned a couple of credits, eventually securing the late show gig as Craig Ferguson's replacement. Then they mentioned uh, several other credits. Well, at the end of the 2000s, Corden was everywhere. I didn't realize he replaced Craig Ferguson. That's so entertainment executive thinking. We've got a guy with an accent. He's leaving. We've got to replace him with another guy with an accent. Absolutely. Otherwise, it would be too shocking. (laughs) 
But but so they mentioned that at the end of the 2000s, Corden was everywhere on British TV. Co-wrote, co-starred in a phenomenally successful BBC comedy, starred in hit shows like Doctor Who, hosted several comedy panel shows, was the go-to host of award shows, including the Brit Awards, and was a regular star in ads from everything from cell phones to supermarkets. Um, and, and and so he was so omnipresent, people just got sick of him. He, he, he became, remember you two like ten years ago? Mm-hmm. You could not flip on the TV without Bono singing at you. And I was like, all right, enough, stop it. Um, the Independent had the headline: Nobody likes a narcissist. How did America fall in love with James Corden? And evidently, it's the whole thing because he's everywhere all the time. Carpool karaoke, crosswalk the musical, uh, outside social media following, online show, hosted the Tonys, the Grammys, hosted HBO Max's Friends, the reunion, executive produced three TV shows on this the big screen: Ocean's Eight, The Trolls, Peter Rabbit, the film Yesterday, etc. That's right. He's he's the voice in Peter Rabbit, which we just watched Peter Rabbit two the other night. Paid twenty yeah, bucks he, for it. Twenty bucks. But I'm, wow. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to adopt the new watching movies at home thing and, and convince myself it's still way cheaper than going to the theater. So we're watching the movie. Right. Corden also produces and co-stars in Amazon Cinderella, which debuts in a couple of days. Plus, he appeared in Rob Marshall's Into the Woods, notably had a role in the prom, Tom Hooper's widely panned, Tom Hooper's widely panned cats, et cetera, et cetera. And evidently in the, uh, the crosswalk, uh, theater thing, he was dressed as a rat thrusting his groin at cars. So evidently, James Corden has no that's enough filter. Or, or he decides, I'm going to take as much work as I humanly can till everybody's deathly sick of me, then I'm going to emigrate to another country <laughs> where I will inflict my talents on someone else. That's interesting. I find him very likable, and he's incredibly talented, but you only need so much of any human being. Yeah, um, yeah. I would agree on all points. Uh, that's funny. I saw an interview. Billy Joel was on uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, and I somehow YouTube fed me this clip, and Billy Joel was on there, and... Um, Stephen Colbert said, uh, how can you stop putting out albums? Billy Joel stopped putting out new music in the early 90s, 30 years ago. I could not have told you that. I couldn't have either. But uh, Stephen Colbert asked him how come, and he said, I just felt like people had heard enough for me. I, th- I, th- I just felt like it's time for other people to have a chance. And uh, and Stephen Colbert says, Elton John says you should put out more new music. <laughs> and Billy Joel said, I think he should put out less. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but but that's someone saying, you know, realizing, because at that time, Billy Joel was kind of like, it was just uh, like everywhere all the time. And, um, and he felt like, yeah, people have heard enough from me. I've, I've had my, my say. Well, and I think even the greatest songwriters have a limited number of variations on, I mean, they might have like seven different ideas and could do six different variations of each of those ideas and styles and the rest of it. But at some point, they've put all of their ideas out like three, four times. Yeah, it reminds me when I went to see Elton John in concert, and geez, it's been 15 years ago now, but uh, so it was, but... He played, you know, he played all the songs you go to see Elton John for, and then he takes a break. He says, now I've got some new songs I want to play, and they were just awful. Just, just oh. awful. Just awful. Oh, boy. And it's Sorry not because they're new, because you remember the first time you heard Rocket Man, you liked it the first time, and it was new to you, too. So, yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, he's out, he's out of stuff. I think he should put out less. There's a roller coaster at uh, this uh, Japanese amusement park. That goes from zero to 112 in 
1.56 seconds. And it's not one of those click, 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 up, 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 and over the top. No, at the beginning of the ride, you're sitting there strapped in. It takes off like a rocket sled and goes from zero to 112 in a second and a half. That's crazy fast. Well, they've had to shut it down temporarily because the uh, the local paper reports injuries, including fractures to the necks, chest, backs, cervical fracture, thoracic spine fracture. And these are people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. The thing accelerates so fast it breaks your bones. Yeah, I was going to say uh, I would want to have my head resting against something because that's what I'd worry about in my neck. Well, the park said in a statement, the causal relationship between injuries and amusement machines has not yet been confirmed. So (laughs) I get off this thing with a broken neck. And what now? (laughs) Let's not jump to conclusions. Maybe you had a broken neck uh, when you showed up at the park today and just didn't know it. I don't know. I've broken two thoracic vertebrae on your ride. We don't know if it was on the ride. Maybe the giant salted pretzel you ate caused it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you bumped into something and, uh, I don't know, <laughs> broke your back. Before you got on the ride, it accelerates you like one of those G-Force experiments in the 40s. I don't know. I don't know. I think that sounds like Elon Musk's Hyperloop, doesn't it? That's what that's going to be. I think uh, Elon is going to go ahead and accelerate a bit more gently than that. <laughs> I hope he's planning on that, as I like my neck in the shape it is. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are, too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of making your life better, uh, I said earlier on the show, uh, I'd like to have a mild heart attack because I think maybe that would motivate me to work out. It's a hell of a thing to say. I don't want to have a big heart attack. First of all, it sounds painful, and you never know. You know, you get too close to uh, being on your DB, your deathbed. I don't want that. Um, We did get this text. Do you know how utterly ridiculous you sound saying you need a heart attack to exercise? Hey, lardass, why don't you just try going for a walk around the block? Stop stop stuffing your face with every cheeseburger and donut you see. Seriously, why don't you try a salad with some light dressing? (laughs) So, um, but we got as many texts on this as anything we ever talk about. And then after I got to thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe that's because every single human being listening deals with this very thing every single day of their life. Maybe that's the reason we got lots of texts about it. By far, the number one response of what got them to finally start working out was a photo. That's the most common. Mm, Um, The unfortunate angle, the candid photo. Let me read through some of these, though. Uh, A couple of things got me to quit drinking and get to the gym. Watching my stepfather pass from doing much of one and none of the other. Belt reaching the last notch and a side view of myself in the mirror. Oh, the old side view in the mirror. Uh, dear Armstrong and Getty, instead of a small heart attack to get in shape, maybe you should just imagine a little girl physically dominating you. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Sam ow, from the ow. Bay Area. Stop hitting me. Ow. <laughs> Sam from the you're Bay Area take wrote, it and I... you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little sundress going. 
Right. Spin she beats kicks me up me and right takes, in the right in the junk. Oh, <laughs> takes my Starbucks money away from me and says, "Now be back tomorrow." Uh, understand that needing a life-altering injury, illness to wake up and exercise. I've been trying for 15 years to lose weight. Start of the year, I dislocated my knee, tore my ACL, PCL, LCL. I don't even know what all those things are. Three muscles and lots of damage. I've managed to lose 45 pounds since my injury. Um. So it's basically wow. they 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 didn't have a mild heart attack, but they had another physical, you know, your body saying, "All right, you know, kind of warned you for a long time. We're giving out on you. You going to do something about this or not?" Well, you know what? I happen to know what all those tendons are, and and I can picture the injury that would cause them. So, Jack, we're going to need you to put your upper leg in a vice. All right, this is this is going to hurt, but it'll just last uh, a second or two. I lost 30 pounds fairly recently. I always used to be the smallest friend in my group. I think this is obviously a woman. I used to be the smallest friend in my group, and then I saw a picture of us girls together, and I was the largest girl in the group, and it motivated me to make a change. So another seeing a picture of yourself. I knew I was overweight, but I saw a photo of myself three months ago and wondered who the obese man was in the corner and realized it was me. Erg. But been back at the gym, gym ever since. Uh, down 30 pounds. Wow, this email just came in. This is beautiful. This is the worst advice I've ever heard. Uh, buy only pants and shirts that are slightly too tight. Get rid of any that are loose. Never buy any that are larger. I've held steady for over 30 years by adjusting my eating. Exercise just happens. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Jack, given everything going on in your life right now, maybe you need a life coach, not an exercise program. How do you not fire your life coach the first time they tell you to do stuff you don't want to do? <laughs> I think you're too strict. Why don't you get out of here? Or after a month. I still suck. You're fired. Um, I had back surgery and physical therapy because uh, my body gave out on me. So a lot of pe- So either seeing a picture of yourself or having your body give out on you. Here's a health tip for Jack. Uh, way too young hot girlfriend. Use your minor celebrity status to get started. Tell your agent you want to do TV spots, and if you're, and if all else fails, start hanging out with uh, fatter and older friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with fatter, older people. Feel better about yourself. What motivated me to start exercising almost every single day is my children. We got a couple of those. I have kids. I got young kids, and I'm you know on the older end of being a dad. I should use that as a motivation. Um, here's another one. Their body gave out on them, so they finally lost weight. I moved into a new house with a mirror on two walls with a 90-degree angle. I didn't know I looked like that. Yeah. It's funny how actually seeing what we look like changes so many people's opinions. So we do the front view and probably suck it in a little bit and think, ah, I'm all right. Yeah, I could use a little few pounds, obviously, but uh, I'm okay. Well, and for dudes... You know, most of us carry our weight on the front, so a front view isn't going to show that, but a side view will. You know, for gals, maybe it's a side view, but, you know, the front view, getting a little hippie, or, you know, your uh, your uh, derriere is starting to expand to the east and west. You might notice it from the front, but dudes, yeah, that front view is too easy. I lost my belly and got my college abs back. My college abs weren't much better than my current abs. Um, uh, sex from my wife increased 10,000%. Fact. <laughs> Jack, I'm kind of in your I'm in your boat. I need a mild to moderate aneurysm. <laughs> Jeez. God forbid. Well, you need wood. a wake up call. You need a wake up call. 
As a former personal trainer of five years, I can tell you without a doubt, you will get your ass to the gym by hiring a hot-ass personal trainer. It worked for me, then I quit a job and became a personal trainer. God, the idea of having a hot personal trainer that I, like, kind of fool myself into believing she'd be into me if I got in better shape or something, that just sounds bad on a whole bunch of different levels. She's super friendly and encouraging and tells me I'm doing great. I think she may be a little hot for me because I'm in good shape now. I could so see pathetic. how that would work because I, I've known a few personal trainers and they're cute and bubbly and smiley and kind of flirty. And yeah, that, that's not, that's not what I need. Um, and then the finally, this one, which I thought was good. How about the concept of avoiding lifelong celibacy? Yeah, that's why I think I'm, I'm headed toward if I don't do something. Um, how about avoiding that by starting to work out? Imagine meeting a new woman your age who's super smart and funny, but also hot and fit. And think of the first time you have to take your shirt off with her when you need motivation to exercise. The future you will thank you today if you've tightened things up a bit. So mm. try to picture somebody and how embarrassing it would be to have to take your shirt off. Is that maybe that's the motivation? Yikes! That, that's harsh. That's tough love right there. That's the sort of tough love Doctor Phil would give you if you're on I, his show. I think I'd rather have the mild aneurysm or the heart attack. Oh, jeez! You can't stop, stop saying that, that Knockwood. Do you feel like you've got the ability to affect heart attacks by mocking the, the idea? My grandpa died of a heart attack. I don't take it lightly, but you well, just it can't is. Say it, that sort of stuff. It's uh, the universe. It doesn't like it. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. And did everybody see this? The beer brand, Natural Light, is now making flavoured vodka. It comes in three flavours and even includes a money-back guarantee for unsatisfied customers. Here they are here, the three flavours of vodka, a lemonade, strawberry lemonade and black cherry lemonade. You're not legally allowed to buy these unless you are currently going through a divorce. (laughs) They're offering a money-back guarantee as long as you submit your your receipt. That shouldn't be a problem. Natty Light drinkers are notoriously good when it comes to detailed financial record keeping. <laughs> I think that's what they're counting on. Yeah, mm. I've I've gone through some Natty Light phases. It really had more to do with my economics at the time than my choice of uh, you know drink. That's what oh, I wanted. Yeah. He said Natural Light. I honest to God got a little throw up in the back of my mouth. Just a little bit of. Oh. Yeah, yeah, bad memories probably. I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. kind of. So uh, mostly cold, natural light. Oh, well, I first knew that I was overly enamored with the brew when I would show up at my band's rehearsal hall and drink room temperature Milwaukee's best the next day. That's not good. That's a sign of some. So anyway, the the room temperature really brings the flavors out. I uh, I have some really interesting COVID information for you here, but first I want to make a, a, a public announcement. If you will, I, I've I've reached a moment of acceptance of of calmness of Zen. So, uh, long story short, the local multi-service company, cable, internet, phone. You know, and there are several, and I'm not going to name mm-hmm. them. Not yet. Not now. Did I say not yet? I'm just going to say not now. <laughs> I need them. I need them to do something. Okay. They've agreed to do that. Money has changed hands. And the one thing I've made clear over and over again is I need to know you're coming. 
You can't come when I'm not there. You can't come in the middle of something. Just tell me you're going you want to give me the classic freaking four to six hour window? Okay. That's fine. I'll accept that. Just tell me when you're freaking showing up. And here I am in the middle of work. Just get a text from Judy. They're here. They want to dig. They want to disconnect everything and blah, blah, blah. But I have to be there to tell them where and how and the rest of it. So uh, here's my, my moment is in, my realization. I am not the customer. They are the customer, apparently. And the customer is always right. If you want to come to my home, punch me in the face. Uh, murder my dog in front of me, uh, maybe sodomize my wife. I don't know. You want to burn the place to the ground? You want to spit on my corpse? You're going to do that, apparently. You are the champion, my friend. You are the supreme <laughs> beings. You are my God. I am your servant. You can do anything you want, and I'll still have to deal with you because you have a virtual monopoly in my area. So let me lick your boot heels. Mm, yummy, yummy boot heels, my glorious and kind oppressors. Holy crap. You having a good time, Joe? I've had a similar relationship with a certain utility company that may or may not have burnt down an entire town um, and constantly trying to figure out things with my my solar and, you know, how much how the electricity goes and the bills and everything like that. And there's just no way you can make an appointment. They just they just show up randomly. They'll just show up. We're ready. Well, there's nobody there. What do you mean you're you're there? What? I just talked to somebody the other day about when you could come out and then they just show up. And it's a similar thing. And it's a monopoly. There's no other company to go to. So they do whatever the hell they want. The last people out at the house were incredibly apologetic and said, Oh, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've had this escalated and our boss is honest and blah, blah, blah. I just really apologize. I say, Okay, you know, that's cool. You're nice folks. You're doing your best. I understand that. But here's the key thing. I need to know your company. Oh, yes, sir. Understood, sir. Yes, sir. And then they just effing show up again. Unbelievable. Anyway, moving along. Have you heard about this uh, Chinese bat fever that's going around? They call it COVID-19. Mm. So mm. since it began a cup of coffee ago, COVID has followed a regular, if mysterious, cycle. Quoting from the New York Times, in one country after another, the number of new cases surges for roughly two months, then starts to fall. The Delta variant, despite being intensely contagious, has followed this pattern. You remember, we talked about this on the show. Delta took hold uh, during the wintertime in India. Caseloads there rose crazy for two months. Everybody was panicked, plummeted, nearly identical rate immediately after. Britain, caseloads rose for almost exactly two months before peaking in July. Now, you want to talk about a couple of contrasting countries. You've got the vast, soon-to-be-bigger-than-China-India, uh, very rural, very poor, backward healthcare system in a lot of it, the rest of it. And then you got Great Britain, for the love of heaven. Same pattern. Indonesia, same they thing. Both speak, Thailand. They both, they both speak with a British accent, though, which is interesting. And they both play cricket, which is inscrutable to me. I understand you're supposed to hit the ball, but then they just run back and forth. Why? <laughs> and it takes days. You haven't gotten anywhere. Anyway, uh, so same thing in Indonesia, Thailand, France, Spain, several other countries, every single one of them. The Delta surge lasted between a little over a month and a half and a little under two and a half. In other words, two months. I'm looking at these graphs. They're uncanny. And in the U.S. Well, states, 
Go ahead. I couldn't have told you the the length, month and a half, two months or whatever, but my just following this over the last year and a half, that's what I've perceived just through following this story is that it seems to roll into places, stick around for a while, and leave regardless of how much social distancing and masking you did and your vaccination rates and all those different things. It just kind of comes in, does its thing, and leaves no matter what. Country, town, state. Now, this is some good even-handed observing by the New York Times, but don't fret. They'll be incredibly annoying and liberal in just a minute, <laughs> so stay with us. But um, in the U.S. states where the Delta first caused case roll, uh, caseloads to rise, cycles on its downside. It's two months later. Case numbers in Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, with all those murderous Republican governors who are killing their people, they've started falling again and are falling sharply. Now, Why? New York Times asked experts about the two-month cycles, and they acknowledged they could not explain it. Says Michael Osterholm, who I've seen uh, quoted many times, University of Minnesota epidemiologist, quote, We are still really in the caveman ages in terms of understanding how viruses emerge, how they spread, how they start and stop, and why they do what they do. Keep that in mind the next time you hear a dope like Gavin Newsom or a governor or a county public health person or a state public health person declare with 100% certainty what needs to be done and why. I was around somebody yesterday, and they uh, they were uh, masked and uh, requesting that we be masked, even though they're vaccinated. We're vaccinated because they have a friend who is vaccinated that's pretty sick right now. And uh, And what they said was, you know, there's an awful lot we don't know about this thing. And I thought, you know, you were right about that. You are right about that. There is a there is a lot we don't know about this this thing. Did you hit them with my line? Don't we all wear masks? <laughs> See if that helps. <laughs> don't we all every day wear our masks? Anyway, you yeah. know that's a respectful way to put it. But anyway, back to the uh, the explanation. Two broad categories of explanation seem plausible. The experts say one involves the virus itself. Uh huh. Rather than spreading into spreads and waves that happen to follow a similar timeline. Some people may be especially susceptible to a variant like Delta, and once many of them have been exposed to it, the virus starts to recede until a new variant causes the cycle to begin again, or until, we hope, population approaches herd immunity. The second plausible explanation, but far less plausible in my mind, involves human behavior. Uh, people don't circulate randomly through the world. They live in social clusters. Oh, this, this part I didn't mind. Uh, maybe the virus needs about two months to circulate, to circulate through a typical sized cluster. People who huh. hang out together, to, go to school together, work together, etc. And, and then they get into the, well, maybe it's because people mask and then, uh, then they get tired of masking and then the cases rise and so they mask again and they social distance and they wash their hands and no, come on, come on. How many different countries, different states, how many different times do we have to see these same sine waves up and down before we realize it's just, it's going to do what it's going to do. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take any precautions. I'm vaccinated happily. So I'll get the booster as soon as I can. But, um, there's been a whole lot of bellowing. We're following the science style hyperconfidence and banning people from from social media if they dare argue with the conventional wisdom which is going to change next week by the way i mean come on can we get a little more humble in the discussion uh yeah i hope i live long enough to like follow all this long term what they determine about the disease itself and what they determine about lockdowns and the, the economics of it and all that sort of stuff of course nothing will be learned from it. The one thing you learn from history is that we learn nothing from history. 
see well, I would... Afghanistan compared to the war in Vietnam. Same freaking thing. Yeah, I was just going to say, if we follow the same protocols for accountability and, and responsibility as we have uh, in the Afghanistan debacle, no, I think what we'll get mostly is denial and spin and uh, dishonesty. But eh, it's humankind. That's why Homo sapiens are my least favorite species. Mm. They're mad. Some days, some days, mosquitoes they they get like a, a little mosquito nose ahead, but then human beings do something loathsome and they're right back in first. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So it's interesting bring up bring up the bathroom thing. That reminds me. So over the weekend, I needed a new pair of jeans. My favorite pair of jeans, the crotch ripped out in, like a big hole ripped out in the crotch. And it was pointed out to me by someone, hey, there's a giant hole in your crotch. Oh, boy. And, I mean, you could, I mean, it was like three inches in diameter. And, I mean, and you could see, like, you know, right to my underwear and part of my leg. I was going to say, I'm assuming and praying you were wearing some sort of undergarment. So I really like these jeans. So actually, over the weekend... Or was your schwanz just hanging out? <laughs> so when I, so so over the weekend, I bought a sewing kit at CVS. Nice. And I, and I sewed up the hole in my jeans. Wow, old school. Way to go. But apparently, I didn't use thick enough thread because I'm going to uh, uh, the hospital to visit someone. And I get in my car and I lift my leg up to get up in my truck and it rips open the hole again. Ah! And I was on, I was at the hospital and I, so I ended up walking into the hospital with this big hole in my pants and I had to stand in such a way or sit in such a way that you wouldn't be looking like right at my leg and my underwear. Cause oh yeah, I think I could get arrested for some sort of exposing yourself sex crime. The pants were. So then I'm at a mall and, uh, I decide I need a new pair of jeans and, uh, and God, there's nothing worse than like buying clothes at the mall. And but you, you got to try them on because Levi's quality control, as I've mentioned, is so crappy that if you buy three pairs of thirty-three, thirty-fours, which is what I wear, one of them will be so tight you can't get them on. One of them, two of us could fit in, and the other one will be just right, all exactly wow. the same size. That's how bad wow. their quality control is. So I go to the uh, fitting room. And uh, there's a line like, because most of the fitting rooms are closed because of COVID, which is stupid. There's only one fitting room open, and there's a line of like 50 guys there. And I thought, I'm wait, not wait, wait, this. isn't that like the opposite of what you should do to avoid the spread of a disease? Everybody's going to go in the same small room <laughs> to prevent COVID. <laughs> ah, boy. What the bleep? I know, it's all stupid. Anyway, so I decided I'm going to go upstairs to the women's department and see if there's not a line there, because I just want to try in these pants and get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, and hang out in the dressing room, Your Honor. That's and why I was... As I'm going up the uh, escalator, I'm thinking to myself, are fitting rooms men and women only, or are they open for everybody? I wasn't even exactly sure, because some stores, fitting rooms are for everybody. But some stores they aren't. Anyway, I got right. up, I got upstairs here. I think it was a, well. I won't say the name of the store. I get upstairs and I say, "Can I use this fitting room?" And she says, "That's for women only." 
And I thought, and I didn't get in the argument, I thought, so we have restrooms probably in this store that say male or female on them because you don't want to run afoul of the transgender people. So right. I could go into the women's restroom and show my wiener to, to women, maybe even underage women, in this right. restroom, but I can't try in a pair of jeans alone in a closet in this female. I just thought this we, we, we live in a crazy world. It is crazy. We live in a crazy mm-hmm. world. It's stupid. The idea is you just shut up and go along. You do what you're told. The and, ID uh, logs will control ye. It's impossible to find a restroom. So my uh, my my son has to use the restroom a lot, and uh, so we need restrooms when we're out and about and a lot. It's impossible to find a public restroom. Two reasons: one, COVID. A lot of them are closed for COVID, and two, ever since Starbucks got sued by that, uh, you know, the gentlemen that were there that they thought were homeless or whatever, and then they got sued for being racist. So many businesses have closed down their restrooms now. It's almost impossible to use a restroom in public anymore. That's the society we've crafted. Well, luckily in California, you can go on the street. Yeah, that's funny. My son brought that up the other day. He said, because we saw a homeless camp that was just trash everywhere. He said, how come the homeless people don't have the same rules for trash that we have? (laughs) That's a very good question, I said. Yeah. If I litter, it's against the law. You know, got to keep your yard a certain way, blah, all these different things. Homeless people, they can do whatever the hell they want anywhere. They can have dogs off leash. They can have garbage. Toxins, environmentalists don't care. Doesn't make any difference. Let's take just a minute to tell you about our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. Yep, that's right. Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, they just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It's an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. 1080p HD resolution with an 8 times zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. Ooh, and it also has built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up, by the way. Usually it just takes a few minutes. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply Safe is celebrating with 20% off your entire new system, your first month of monitoring free. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Mike Richards is out as the Jeopardy executive producer. Three weeks after naming him as Alex Trebek's replacement to host the show, Sony cited disruption and internal difficulties in its announcement that he will leave the program entirely. Now, I don't remember. The disruption was because he had some tweets out there? Podcasts. Podcast. That's right. He had a podcast. Yeah, he talked about boobies. And he made references to Jews in terms of nose size and that sort of thing. And it was it was all dumb. It didn't sound career-ending to me, but uh, well, the modern world and I are somewhat out of step. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, good luck finding creative people to host your Oscars or being in the entertainment business at all that haven't said something in the past that is not politically correct for you by today's standards. Good luck. I wish yeah, you well. You know, the people who need to hear this lecture will never hear it nor understand it, but the very point of comedy is to poke 
poke at, at the powerful, at the establishment, at uh, things that are different, at things that uh, we fear. The whole point of humor is to upset things. And people like edgy and kind mm-hmm. of naughty. The problem, and we deal with this every single day of our lives, is uh, when does edgy cross over into fire D? <laughs> you, you lose your jobby. <laughs> and... um and the problem is the line changes on a regular basis. Everybody's, every individual has a different line, and then the line has changed a lot. There are things we said regularly just a few years ago that I wouldn't dare say now. Right. Um, so, well, and there are people who will also feign indignation and hurt at what you've said in order to uh, end you and control you. And, and frequently, whether it's a company or... Or, you know, well, usually it's a private company, but or a government agency, they will say, well, I don't, you know, I don't agree. I think it was fine, but these people are really mad. So it'd probably be less trouble to just get rid of this person and end their career. So there's an enormous amount of cowardice in the face of the Puritans. It's sickening. Wow. Everything woke turns to sh. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. That's a good point and well said. Armstrong and Getty. 